Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host. Oh, I almost forgot. Our favorite expert, Chad Goodall. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Let's get this thing started. Cheers. Hey there, hi there, ho there, sports lovers. It's your boy Coach, back for some more Sports Buzz, the podcast where we talk sports and get our buzz on. And as always, that buzz is brought to you by the beautiful, the delicious, Strangeland Brewery. Oh. Here for every, any, and all occasions. Yes, sir. And we got some cold ones tonight. Ballad, I'm drinking on the peach Burliner Vice. What you got over there? I've got the limited release. That's right. VIP beer over here. The Headless Gentleman, uh, the Imperial Bourbon Pumpkin Porter in a can for a limited time. Delicioso. Well, that sounds fantastic. And a huge thank you to our sponsors from day one, Strangeland Brewery. Always looking out for us out there on uh, 360 and B Caves right there behind Hack Creek Burger. That's right. Uh, they got huge things in the, in going on all the time right now. They got limited releases out. They're multiplying their can releases. They're in stores everywhere. They're statewide now. They're doing big things. But Ballad, what news do we have from the brewery this week? Most important thing is that on Saturday, the 13th, they've got their Oktoberfest party. They'll have a polka band. They're going to have great food and uh, and beer on tap, of course. So uh, don't even need tickets. You can just show up on Saturday the 13th. Tell them the guys from Sportsbus sent you and have a good time. It's going to be great. I'll be out there. All right. Well, it's going to be a great time. Uh, the Founders Party is going to be a fantastic time as well. Uh, they got a ton of stuff going on. So if you got some time, check them out, out at the brewery. Adam, Tim, everybody there is friendly and helpful, and the beer is always delicious. Uh, if you are listening, you are listening to us on SoundCloud iTunes. Uh, give us a subscription. Uh, exactly. Maybe five-star review. Um, let's see. What else, Bal? This is our 101st episode, so we really got to get... We've got to get these listeners starting to function, and we got to, we got to teach them some things this week. I know podcast podcasting one hundred and one uh, this week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we've learned something over the past uh, hundred and not to be hundred and one episodes, but uh, also very doubtful. Yeah, it's uh, it's a mystery. It's I'll, t- a mystery. I'll tell you one thing: that people haven't learned, haven't learned how to show up on time. No, haven't showed up how to, how to show up at all. That's very true. Uh, we'll get into more of that in our show business. Uh, we also want to give a shout out to our other sponsors, Mountain Breeze Campground and River Outfitter in New Braunfels. Uh, if you're looking for a good time on the quad, Mountain Breeze Camp is the spot for you. Uh, the river's cold. The campsites are ready for you. And uh, if you bring beer, it'll be a good time. Absolutely. Um, let's see. This is our pro show. That's right. We're coming to you from Casa de Ballad here in Austin, Texas. 
It's a pleasure to host podcast. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday, October 2nd. This is going to come to you Wednesday, October 3rd. Uh, All right. And you're going to be able to enjoy it on uh, your nice little listening device. Uh, we yeah. got We got some show business, some not football talk. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL, get into some roster rage, roster bait later. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Y'all did it for the first time again without me, but I'm excited. I'm ready to go this week. Uh, first impressions, of course, and our nightcap. Uh, Valid, what do you say we just hop into this shit? Let's just get into it. Let's get into a little bit of show business. Let's get the party started. Uh, as we alluded to our show business, everyone here, not a chance. Never. Uh, two weeks ago, it was just you and I, classic Z show. Uh, last week, I was not here. That's right. And this week, it's you and I again. I know. It's uh, it, it's becoming comical. It, 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 it would be so funny if it wasn't so infuriating. That are uh, that people can't show up on the day that we've been doing this for almost two years now. Understand, last week you had uh, some family circumstances. We wish your family the best, and and glad you could be here this week. But uh, Chad and Dale, I'm looking at you, you guys. No excuses. I, I guess I guess Chad has an excuse. He he literally is working. Uh, but Dale coming coming down with another case of the I'm tireds. Um, <laughs> So, so I don't I don't know how to to fix this. He's got tiny muscles, man. He just gets exhausted easily. He's mentally not very strong. That is the, that is the issue here. You know, he the he's, brain is a muscle, yes, and it's the smallest one. You know, we, we talk about you know this is episode one hundred and one, but you know, podcasting one hundred and one, a successful podcast, you got to be here. You know, showing up is is half the battle. And I thought I thought we were doing pretty well. You know, for a while we were on a pretty good streak there. And I don't know what's going on. Maybe, you know, maybe it's getting a little cold out for Dale. It's, you know, 85 degrees. Maybe he's just prepping his his little tiny bones for the, the cold weather. But uh, Dale, upset with you in, in your, your case of the I'm tired. He's, uh, he's got to get that trailer winter ready, you know. it's These Texas winters are harsh. Yeah, you know, well, good luck with that, sir. But, good luck uh, with that. You and I are here, Domingo the Flamingo, as always in the studio, Lana the Hamster, hanging out. Uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. So It's going to be great. Uh, episode 101, I know you guys had a ton of fun on the, the century mark. Um, That's right. I also realized that when I was listening to the show that, uh, here's a fun fact, none of us have actually done 100 episodes yet. You are probably the closest since you have produced all but three episodes. True. Uh, so you're well on your way. However... I'm surprised we've made it this far, to be honest. I'm super surprised. Had you not come back from Thailand, I think this show might have died. I'm not sure it'll survive even now that I'm back. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. That, you know, we could be in in the closing days of of sports buzz. I don't. I don't want to make predictions on our death, but um, we're in the middle of committing podcast suicide. Yeah. Is what it, is what it feels like. Well, hopefully, we'll get the ship righted soon. Uh, let's see. We got some new show rules. I uh, I heard about. Uh, we had a quorum last week. That's right. We finally, got to vote. Talked about when I was out. You guys could have made a bunch of rules that worked against me, but couldn't couldn't figure that out for some odd reason. So, uh, made a rule that uh, we we no longer say the e word. Uh, which, if you uh, don't listen to the podcast, you know is. Well, you're the expert. Yep, there it is, right there. Hank got the drink for that one. So. Um, we're also supposed to come up with a new nickname for Chad since he was the original E-word. Um, but Chad and I are in here. Yeah, I told Chad last week, you know, you had to earn your way into the intro. He's going to get a bad nickname. And now you got to earn your way to get a nickname. And, and by the way, you know, you picked a bad week not to be here. The week that I'm supposed to pick your nickname, right? Like, you know, that's, that's not a good look. 
Yeah, he wanted to be into it, uh, but then he couldn't even show up to be uh, crowned his new name. So yeah. we're looking at you, Chad. Yeah, well, he might. Yeah, we'll see. Well, he might make it later. He might not. If, if I had to bet on it, I'd. <laughs> <laughs> if, we were, if we were betting men, which we aren't, yeah. uh, we would say he probably wouldn't make it. Minus 500, put it all on Chad not being here. <laughs> Take it to the house. Absolutely. Uh, so, big news. Uh, coach, coach has got big things in the works. Um, yeah, we, we talked about it last week where you, you have an announcement for us and you didn't want to didn't want to do it without the guys, but... Um, yeah, uh, I, you know, two weeks ago I told you I had something coming on the plate, uh, wanted to make the announcement, uh, so, you know, here we are, I'm back, I'm back here, you guys couldn't show up, so, uh, let's, let's go ahead and break this news. Alright, break it down. Um, well, as you know... Oh, I just, I just got a text from Chad. What do you say? He says that he's obviously running late. No shit, Chad, you're definitely running late, but he's gonna try to make the amateur hour, so... Classic, ambiguous Chad text. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna try to maybe make the amateur hour, kind of. It's my, it's basically what he just texted me. Well, you know what? A hard maybe from Chad it means hope's alive, so uh, exactly. why, don't, why don't we just save it? Uh uh, we'll break it down in the Amtrak. We'll, we'll save the announcement. Let's see what happens. Have to tune in on uh, Friday for Coach's announcement. Yeah, it sounds like uh, we got a couple show bets going on right now. But the important one, we have the wild card in the National League for baseball. Uh, we took the Rockies on the money line. We took the plus money. Um, and they're currently winning. We are in, ooh, let's see, top of the fourth, I believe. And it is a one nothing Colorado. Um, they scored on a sacrifice fly, so, you know, small ball right now. I'm sorry, we're in the bottom of the third. Okay, so, third inning, lots of time left in the game, but we're looking good so far. Hey, you know, while, you know, and we can, we can take that show business and move right into some not football talk, because, uh, we, you know, obviously want to talk a little baseball playoff, since that is apparently what's going on. Explain to me what the wild card game is. I, I hear people talk about it. I, I even say it sometimes in baseball circles, but I really have no idea what this means. So rules have changed a little bit. This is a fantastic addition, in my opinion, of for baseball. Um, it used to be that your three division winners all made it in the playoffs, and then the next best record went. Um, and that was your eight teams that you got in in major league playoffs uh well they decided let's make it a little bit more competitive let's add the element of a fifth team and make it a sudden death playoff for the wild card spot so the top two records in the conference whether you're in the american league or the national league will face off in a wild card game and it's a single elimination wild card game best record gets home field advantage uh and winner gets to go into the playoffs uh then they go play series for Mm-hmm. Divisional round, championship round, World Series, um, and uh, but yeah, it's a winner take all one game playoff instead of any kind of series, which is exciting because you know as you have like in the NBA and the major leagues, it's series rather than single elimination. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, it's 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 as exciting as baseball could get, which um, yeah, it says you know, very little, but um, obviously this one between Colorado and Chicago, uh, who's who's on the American League uh, in the wild card. The American League wild card will be played tomorrow night, Wednesday. Uh, the Oakland Athletics are going to travel up to New York and play the New York Yankees. Uh, winner goes on to play Boston in the divisional round. Uh, this will be a good game. 
Uh, Oakland's got some decent pitching. They got a good bullpen. Um, if they can keep the Yankees' bats quiet for a while, uh, they may give themselves a chance to win that game. Uh, Chicago's obviously favored in this one, uh, being at home. I think the Yankees should be favored. They are favored at home as well, uh, and deservedly so. I mean, they're a very powerful offense, um, but pitching has let them down at times this year. Uh, we'll see what happens. The Yankees have been real hot as of late, ending the season. Um, the Cubs and the Rockies both ended the season pretty well, so this will be a, a close game tonight. But the one tomorrow uh, will highly depend on the pitching of Oakland to get them through that game. And this game's in New York. Yeah, it'll be in New York. Um, and then on the other side of the divisional round, you got the Cleveland Indians taking on the Houston Astros. Uh, and the Los Angeles Dodgers are going to take on the Atlanta Braves. I'm really excited about that Dodgers-Braves one. Uh, that'll be classic uh, example of old-school baseball. I think the Dodgers are a very good offense. Braves, good defensively, good bats, pretty consistent. Uh, should be a very, very good series. I'm excited about the playoffs. It's good matchups. So going into uh, the World Series playoffs, are, are the Red Sox the – the odds on favorite or who's who's projected to win this thing um i would say the red sox probably coming out of the american league uh, i think the winner of the yankees or the winner if it's yankees red sox which i believe it will be i think the winner of that series will represent the american league in the world series i don't think houston has been great all year they've been banged up a lot and their pitching has let them down at times hmm. they could get beat by cleveland uh, but again, I don't see Cleveland beating either the Red Sox or the Yankees. So I find that that'll be the deciding series there. Uh, as far as the nationally goes, everybody has been up and down and hot as of late that's in the playoffs. So you'll have the Rockies or the Cubs tonight. Winner plays the Milwaukee Brewers, who've been really hot this year. And then you have the Dodgers and the Braves, I talked about on the other side. I think this is a toss-up for who goes to the National League side of the World Series. But if I was going to put money, if I was a gambling man, if I was talking to Uncle Mac and he had money in this game, sure. Uh, you know, I think my money would be on the Dodgers to make it to the World Series at this point. Nice. They they're a balanced offense, they're decent. They got they got good uh starting rotation. If their bullpen supports that and their bats stay where they've been, I think the Dodgers can win a a World Series this year. I mean, it's very very possible. Nice. Well, since uh, my Rangers just barely missed uh, the cut to make the playoffs, 30-16 behind, fucking idiots. Uh, I'm going to jump on the Milwaukee Brewers bandwagon. Uh, that This was my team this summer, uh, purely because their name is off of beer, and we drink that during the show. Newsflash for new listeners. Uh, so I'm jumping on the Brewers bandwagon. I don't know any of their players. I don't know anything about them other than they're in Milwaukee. But this is the team I'm hitching my wagon to. Uh, if, if you... Or I'm, yeah, I said that right. Yeah, I said that right. Uh, so yeah, I am. Uh, I'm a Brewers fan uh, through these playoffs until they're eliminated. But if I had to, if I had to bet on it, I think I'd just you know go ahead and lock up the Red Sox. I mean, they're they're playing so good, um, and this is totally not to jinx your your favorite team. I, I wouldn't do that, but um, I, I think I'm just gonna lock them up as the as the odds on favor. They're not the team I'm rooting for because I don't want to take that away from you, but. Um, you know, I think it's probably a lock for them to, to win a World Series. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the Brewers is a good pick. Uh, like I said, I feel like the National League is kind of a toss-up. They're all hot. They can all do the job to get to the World Series. It's just a matter of how it's going to come down to actual play. Uh, 
And I think I think your motives uh, are in the right direction. Yeah, very good. Um, are there? You probably don't know, but I wonder if I guess I could look it up real fast. Um, are there playoff baseball games every Tuesday for the next couple of weeks? Because that is so they'll typically to... play like two days on, and then they'll travel, and then they'll play two more days on. Next Tuesday, the ninth is Astros Indians. There will be a lot of baseball in the next two weeks. Streaming sure. on TBS. We'll have to figure figure that one out. And then uh, on the 16th, it has yet to be established. Well, that makes sense. Um, I'm not sure when Maction starts up, but sounds like we're at least in for another week of uh, betting randomly on baseball, which is, has been a joy. It's just been an absolute joy. We've actually hit... Uh, baseball has probably been our biggest cash cow for uh, show bets. For show bets, no doubt. Yeah, we've done... You know, Actually, we had a pretty good run in college basketball for a little bit. Yeah. Betting totals that was that was exhilarating, um, but baseball. I, I mean, betting totals for baseball has been the best part. Once we got off picking stupid teams, and yeah, going on totals, we got we got some action. Yep, and then you know, on episode one hundred and one, we're we're supposed to exuberate everything that we've learned. Uh, we go back to picking teams, so that's that's just uh, we're not learning a lot, but we're learning enough. Hey, sometimes you got to reset the uh, the old timetable. Uh, that's right. But hey, let's move on. Uh, baseball is not the only thing. Not football. Let's talk some football. Let's do it. Uh, Champions League, you're you're super into this now, Ballad. Um, I, I think you you are a connoisseur of football at this point after your your trip to the Orient. You know, it's funny. I was just telling Haley yesterday that officially yesterday we've been we have been away from Thailand as long as we were there. Right, so we oh, were man. we were there twenty days. So we're yeah, we've been back home. For, whole experience is gone. Whole experience is gone, and and with that, my my love for soccer is diminishing slowly but surely. Now that now that football's back, um, I find myself caring a lot less about this sport. But Champions League, something to be excited about. So uh, bring me back in. Give give me a reason. Uh, give me some some motivation to uh, to get back invested in this sport that I uh, previously have cared very little about. Well, I will tell you, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo missed this round of matches because of his red card last time. Uh, he got a red card. Yes, uh, quite immediately. In fact, uh, it was a very debatable red card. Uh, however, his conduct is was questionable as well. So, I mean, we'll just scratch it up to uh, just being what it was. But Juventus replaces him with uh, Dybala in the lineup this week. And Dybala comes up with a hat trick. Uh, Juventus wins 3-0 over uh, Young Boys. Young Boys, yep. of course. Uh, so that was good for them. Wait, so, sorry. Oh, I forgot that they uh, they Real Madrid traded him to Juventus. Yes and no. So it's a transfer. It's so a transfer. they're basically buying a player from... Contracts are renegotiated upon every team. I mean, you buy contracts, but like you're also buying the rights to a player. So like, I guess you're just buying all the whole deal. But players get say, and clubs get say, and there's different fees and stuff associated with talking to players. It's a fantastic market. Soccer transfers versus like American football trading or NBA trades. So is Juventus leasing a better process? Are they leasing? No, him right now? they bought the rights to him and his contract. So he is now theirs. Hmm. 
it's essentially a trade, but no, there's no swap. Like, there's not like you get picks or anything like that. Like, there's no reciprocation except for financial value. All cash. So maybe. Juventus paid Real Madrid to buy Cristiano Ronaldo, essentially. Hey, good deal. And uh, it's working out. I mean, he he was good in the first game, and they didn't need him for the second game. So they're they're off to a good start. Two wins uh, will be good for them. Uh, Manchester City had a. Bit by, of- by the way, real quick, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're maybe about to talk about this game, but Young Boys got beat three zero the night the day before too. I mean, the Young Boys are not good. They so are not good. They're very young. Very they young. have a lot to learn. They're just boys. Much like our listeners, they have a lot to learn uh, in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh so we move on. Hoffenheim took on Manchester City, and Manchester City had a bit of a scare. Uh, first minute goal is always a pretty terrifying experience, and that's what Manchester City had to deal with today. Hoffenheim puts one in uh, real early. Sergio Aguero, though, not to worry, uh, equalizes not six minutes later. And on the seventh minute, they tie it up. And then David Silva in the 87th, just before the end of the game, uh, gets a second goal to get them three points in this one. So two goals in the first nine minutes, and then not another goal until the last three. Yeah, and then we wait a whole hour plus. See, these are the things that I, I can't stand about soccer. You know, I you, you, you watch the first nine minutes and it's it is exhilarating. And then you got, you got to wait another hour until this next goal comes Yeah, in. but look, you wait an hour and then you see a game winner. It's not like it drew even or was even late like that. Like it was a game winner late, which is always exciting. Um, and it's better because it's only an hour and 20 minutes versus watching bad football games that last three hours and we end up in a tie i'll give you that you know what like if we're in a tie for a football game for four hours like that's less fun than a soccer match fair uh let's see benfica wins their game 3-2 against victor uh this was interesting uh they won 3-2 but they also had a red card in uh extra time in the first half so, Benfica played down a man for a whole half and ended up with a win. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, AS Roma takes care of business. Uh, they win 5-0. Eden Dzeko with a hat trick. So, we had two hat tricks today. That was fantastic. Uh, Bayern Munich and Ajax get into a 1-1 draw. So, your boys, Ajax Amsterdam, had a good day today. Here we go. Let's go, Ajax. Uh, let's see. Real Madrid loses. Uh, 1-0 after a second-minute goal. Now, here's a game that you're not going to like, Ballad. Okay. A goal in the second minute, no goals the rest of the way. At the end of the game, though, red card. Whole disruptive incident, huge scene, but it was at the end of the game, so it was always over after that anyway. Wow. So they, they gave— So basically one goal at the beginning— we play an hour and a half, and then you kind of see a scuffle in a fight, and then the game is over. Yeah, that uh, feels like this baseball game we're watching right now. So, um, yeah, not a fan. Uh, the French team, Lyon, uh, they draw with Shakhtar Donetsk today. Uh, their game 2-2. Dembele gets a goal, which is fantastic. Uh, but Moraes for Shakhtar gets two goals in the game, uh, one to close the first half and one to open the second half, basically. Uh, fantastic game for Shakhtar. They get two. Po- uh, they get a point out of it, uh, and they hopefully look to advance out of the group. Manchester uh, United and Valencia come out to a nil-nil draw. So your most 
Here's, here's your, another your, one. your worst nightmare. I want nothing possibly. to do with this. Uh, and probably one of the uglier games, to be honest with you. Um, you know, you know, you know. Fuck whoever bet this game an under and bet a tie because those are those are two of the worst things to root for in a soccer game, and I feel like they happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those were the games for today. We got some great games tomorrow. Uh, PSG is playing tomorrow. Borussia Dortmund uh, playing as well. Uh, Galatasaray, Napoli, Liverpool, probably one of the better games. Uh, and Barcelona looking to stop a three-game winless streak. Uh, they take on Tottenham tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central. <clears throat> Most all these games, except two of them, start at 1. So, uh, Speaking of Liverpool, uh, Chad and I went and watched some college football on Saturday out at BD Riley's and Mueller. No free plugs, but... Uh, we got there around. Isn't that a Liverpool bar? Yeah, it might as well have been. There were there were Liverpool uh, fans everywhere. I'm um, pretty sure that is so many that we had to wait for the game to be over so that we could get a table to watch the UT game. And when we asked them to put the game on, they were they were all confused. Like, uh, what do you mean the game's over? I said, no, the football game of the city that your bar resides in, BD Riley's. So. Uh, other than that, great service, great place. Can't recommend it enough. But uh, had to get those livers, those those liverachis uh, out of there. Where is Liverpool? Is that is that is that UK? Yes. All right. I mean, the UK is those liver lads. Uh, the UK is a little broad. Liverpool is in England, so yeah. Well, I stand by my liver lads. Uh, they are England. very English, and they're like uh, so. They call people from Liverpool scousers. Uh, it's more like a. Like a lower end part of England, like they're kind of like white trash almost, or like Eminem, like Eight Mile, yeah, except English. I picked that up from the crowd at uh, at BD Riley. So <laughs> again, no free plugs, uh, but a great place to watch a game. Yeah, so to all my friends out there that are also soccer fans, which are they're probably Liverpool fans. Uh, I hate you guys. So well, you you look like you could be Liverpool fan with the uh, with the whole hair you got going. On. Yeah, but I'm a Chelsea fan, so it's equally as bad, but uh, sure. more respectable. Of course, absolutely. Uh, and that's not football talk. Yeah. Well, well, we had uh, we had set aside some time to talk the Ryder Cup. Oh, you're right. Oh, Dale so. was going to be here. <sighs> We're doing. But he's this. not. We're doing this for Dale. Letting even, us down, even though we shouldn't. And here's the thing: we we got to stop bringing Dale on when Dale doesn't come. No, I'm not calling. <laughs> no, we're definitely not calling him. But I told Dale I was going to talk golf today, uh, so we're going to talk about the Ryder Cup. Uh, Dale wanted to rant. I'm not going to rant. I'm going to make this short, sweet, and uh, we're going to catch a quick break. Uh, let's see. Note number one. The U.S. sucks in Europe. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. loses, I believe, 17.5 to 10.5, if I remember correctly. Some spread. Either way, Europe only needed 14.5 to win. Uh, they take the cup back to Europe, or they keep it there, I guess. Uh, but they take it away from the U.S., uh, apparently we did terribly in foursomes or four ball or I don't know. Don't think we played very well. Something where we matched up against them is foursomes, uh, and we got smoked. Uh, my boy Tommy Fleetwood, uh, him and Francisco Molinari, uh, took care of business. I believe they won all their matches. Um, so that was fantastic. Uh, let's see. Here's number two. Uh, Patrick Reed is an arrogant, self-conceited prick. Uh, one could also say an asshole. Uh, Patrick Reed apparently is quite upset with uh, the fact that he wasn't paired with Jordan Spieth, even though Jordan Spieth 
by all accounts, did not want to play with Patrick Reed to begin with in the Ryder Cup. Um, this is an interesting story. It seems like Patrick Reed is the only one not on the same page with the American team, uh, and it's caused issues. I mean, it, it's no surprise that we had this debacle in Europe that we had because Patrick Reed wanted to throw another temper tantrum, and uh, ever since he's won the Masters, he's not been the same golfer. So I don't know what Patrick Reed is quite upset about. Um, you know, this story came out that Patrick Reed is upset about not being paired with Spieth. I, w- I wish the story would have come out the opposite way, where Jordan Spieth was just, like, emphatically excited not to be paired with Patrick Reed. <laughs> like, that would have been such a more funny story. Um, it's just sad. It, it makes America look bad uh, on, on the golf stage, which means very little to me and probably most people listening to this podcast. But, um, yeah, Patrick Reed, what a baby. Like, you publicly go out and say that you were invited to Jordan Speed's birthday party? Like, that's just the, the most childish thing I've ever heard. I know, man. It's it's absolutely insane. Uh, and then, apparently, Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kupka almost get into a fight. Uh, just, I mean, just a debacle for the whole U.S. team in the Ryder Cup. By the way, I got DJ in that every time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. DJ, like... You don't you know, want to fuck with a guy who's got a cocaine problem. We can talk about Fat Patrick Reed being an asshole, but Dustin Johnson will be an asshole that whoops your ass. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Brooks Kupka destroyed someone's face. Yeah. Uh, literally, Brooks Kupka exploded somebody's eyeball. Uh, he struck uh, one of his balls, I believe it was on the 10th hole, um... By all accounts, four was yelled by several people uh, down the course, and uh, it wasn't going to help because if you didn't see the ball off the tee, you weren't going to find it late. And uh, this ball absolutely destroyed this woman's face, uh, broke her eye socket, and, quote, exploded her eyeball. Um, the, I guess the PGA and the course that's all involved with this is is doing as much as they can to help this woman recover and uh, kind of make this as seamless as possible. But uh, this is devastating for golf to have some poor woman's face just destroyed. Like when she got to the hospital, she just heard, "Yeah, your right eye is done. Like you're never gonna use that thing again. It's it's literally gone." Yeah, well, um, should have been standing there first off, and uh, second, you say this is bad for golf, but if you would have told me at the beginning of the Ryder Cup that someone's eye is going to get destroyed by because a golf ball hits it off a drive, I would have watched. Okay, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have just stuck around for the highlights. I would have checked this thing out. Did they show it on live television? Did they show the replay? I did not see it. I only caught the story, and I was definitely not looking for any video evidence of this. Uh, by the woman's account of it. She said she immediately felt no pain. She knew something had happened, but she felt no pain uh, because it blew her whole eye up. Uh, but then she saw all of the blood from, I guess, her other eye. So I was going to say, sounds like she's seeing fine. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, not not great for her. Uh, definitely not what you would expect at a golf course. You know, people are going to say that she's really unlucky for this happening, but like the odds of this happening to you are so so, so astronomical yeah. that she might be the luckiest golf fan of all time. Like she will go down in golf history as the person who had her eye exploded. Did did we get an age on her? Is she is she a She's like, 49. She's a middle-aged woman. Okay. Well, well past the middle of her age. Like, but. See, see she's past 
She's past the age where she needs to be like very attractive. She needed that eye. Yeah. Right. Like she's yeah, she's probably you know, this is gonna come off wrong, but she's not working anymore, probably. I'd imagine <laughs> that she's got a husband who's, you know, well about to retire. I bet she's living the good life. She's at a golf tournament. Like she must be doing something right. Um, she should write a book. She should write a book and um, go on a tour. Go on, this is what you do. This is what you do if you're All right. her. All right. You write a book and you go on a book tour, but the only stops are golf tournaments. And you get Bruce Kepka to pay for this this book tour so that you're you get to go to the golf tournaments. You would sell thousands of these books at each golf tournament. And then and then you're set for life. You know, and from the article I read, apparently the only thing Brooks Kepka offered at the the time that it happened was an autographed golf glove. Hey, where's like, that the, ball that struck the, your head? Yes. I'm gonna sign it for you. I gotta play that thing where it lies. So uh, here's my here's my glove. No, I mean it's just crazy. Uh, I think what she should do is uh, get an artificial eye that looks like a golf ball. I, I mean it's only fitting. That would make it's sense. only fitting. Uh, but hey, we're we're over uh, a little bit. Uh, it's too much golf talk. Uh, so Way we're gonna catch a quick break, uh, and then we'll be right back with some more sports buzz. Well, y'all come back now. You hear? All right, sports fans, welcome back. Uh, that was Lil Wayne. Uh, always great here. Ballot, what do we got going on in the NFL? Before we get in the NFL, I just want to recap everyone on our show bet. Uh, we're at the top of the six. The Rockies still up 1 0. Oh, you're right. Uh, I messed that up. It's okay. I was focused on this delicious Oktoberfest that I'm now drinking on from Strangeland. Uh, I, like, yeah. I like how you're making your way through the seasons here. Yeah, you know, it's it's getting to be that time of season. So, you know, I had the peach, got all my energy out. Now I'm chilling on the Oktoberfest. We're having a good time. There we go. Uh, through five, though, John Lester has eight strikeouts and has given up the one sole run of this game, uh, a sack fly. So John Lester has been doing work since the first inning. Yeah, go Rockies. But yeah, that's uh, enough baseball. Let's get in the NFL, Ballard. NFL, it was a jam-packed week. And I want to start on the Thursday night game where Jared Goff had five touchdowns to beat the uh, Vikings 38-31. to to I was on the receiving end of this uh, ass-whipping that Jared Goff gave fantasy owners. Uh, Starting the week down by 49 points is, is not a good way to start the week. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, we will definitely get into some roster bait, roster rage later. Uh, but shout out to my fiance. Uh, she took on Brandon Cooks and Jared Goff in this one this week in fantasy and got the dub. Uh, so early, early Thursday night, uh, setback, but, uh, she came through on the weekend. Uh, and I just want to say this Thursday night game was fantastic. I owned one of the five receivers that had uh, 100 plus yards in the game in all of my leagues. So uh, it turned out okay. Uh, turns out I played some of these guys in this game, which wasn't great. But uh, sure. you know, you win some, you lose some. 
So what you guys? This is what I need from Thursday Night Football. I need high scoring. I need lots of points. I need lots of action. Dude, it was so exciting too in LA. Like the Coliseum was rocking. And I've been in there for college football. It did not have that kind of feel. Yeah. I could just tell it was a pro-style feel to that game. Uh, dude, did you see one of the touchdowns Robert Woods scored? Uh, he went to the like the wall where the fans are, which is not even a real wall. It's like a garden gate. Yeah. And this dude in just a huge gold chain is standing on the wall, and they just give him the football. It's like... That's so great. that's L.A. to the max. Like you couldn't even tell who that guy was, and you're like, "All right, this is L.A." Yeah, I think L.A. is going to be embracing the Rams now that they're four and zero, and arguably the best team in the NFL. Uh, moving on to Sunday, another high scoring game. The Bengals beat the Falcons thirty seven to thirty six. Lots of points here. Uh, people are asking, "Is Calvin Ridley legit?" Uh, I think Calvin Ridley is legit. I mean, he is a guy who they have wanted to get into their offense, uh, especially after that week one where he just was not involved at all. Um, now, it should be noted he took a little bit of a backseat to Muhammad Sanu sure. as far as targets go. Um, so he wasn't as involved, but he's as effective. Uh, I believe he had four catches and two of them were touchdowns, something like that. The other player who shows themselves to be viable is in, uh why don't what it's not Andy? What what's uh, Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton. Yeah, the pocket rocket, the red red the uh, red rocket, the old you, red rocket, red rifle rocket man. Uh, <laughs> impressive game using the weapons uh, that he has there too. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, uh, Tyler Eifert fits the standard, and uh, he's down for the season. He so. is made of glass. Broken ankle, Tyler Eifert gone again. Uh, fun fact, I picked him up in multiple fantasy leagues, played him in one, uh, so I got the 9.8, which was good. Uh, however, he is gone, so goodbye, Tyler yeah. Eifert. Same story over here. Uh, I think the Fitzmagic is over. Uh, 48-10, to 10, loss to the Bears. Um, it's officially dead. Uh, no more Fitzmagic. In fact, Tampa Bay pulled him, uh, I believe, early in the game. Uh, there was no magic at all. Uh... Winston is now the named starter for Week Five, so Ryan Fitzpatrick back to the old, the old study books. Do you think that Mitch Trubisky took the magic from Fitzmagic? Because he had three hundred fifty four yards, six touchdowns. He absolutely did. Uh, ruined Jordan Howard's day, uh, which was not good for me. Um, and Mitch Trubisky out of nowhere plays like he's a real NFL quarterback uh, instead of being a game manager. So upsetting. Uh, the Cowboys get a win at home over the Lions, 26-24. to 24. Uh, This one was close the whole time. Stressful as a Cowboys fan. Uh, good to see the boys get a, a W at home, though. I gotta wonder, are you concerned about Zeke's uh, status for this week? I'm always worried. I'm a Cowboys fan. I was born, I was born to worry about the Cowboys and their best players. Uh, but I'm optimistic that he will... Uh, be ready to go and in a game that we're going to need it because um, well, obviously we need him all the time. Yeah, they're definitely going to need him. Uh, he was a big part of that comeback and uh, you know what? The Cowboys get a win and they don't cover. So that was great for our podcast all around. Yeah, good for me. Uh, the Packers whoop the Bills 22-0. to zero. Uh, The Bills remind us who they really are. Bad day for uh, for everyone in Buffalo. Josh Allen, no good. Chris Ivory, no good. LaShawn McCoy is the only good player on that roster. 
Zay Jones isn't bad, but Zay Jones doesn't have anybody throwing the football, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I think Charles Clay is still dead somewhere, so you know he's having sex because there's nothing else to do in Buffalo. That's what I'd be doing. Um, the Bills are bad. Uh, the Texans Colts go to overtime, and the Texans win thirty-seven to thirty-four because at the at the end of the game on a fourth and five on the Colts' own forty-three yard line. Their own side of the field. They decide to go for it and fail to convert, which gives the Texans the opportunity to get a first down and kick a 37-yard field goal to win the game. Is is this one of the worst coaching calls, coaching mistakes of the modern NFL era? You know, I've never coached in the NFL, but I got this name for a reason. And let me tell... Who who even coaches the Indianapolis Colts anymore? Um, I don't know, but he should be fired. I mean, I could do a better job at least telling them not to do this. Uh, you know, playing Frank playing for, Reich, Rick Reich, R E I C H, yeah, Frank Reich. Terrible spelling too. Say it like a K. It's Reich. Reich. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Frankie R. Yeah, so... Frankie Retarar retarded. Let me explain this, man. Like, this is a divisional game, and a loss hurts more than a tie does. Now, I get it. Nobody wants to tie. However, from your own side of the field and plenty of time, I'm not about to give somebody the option to drive 15 yards, kick a field goal, and win a game. I'm not giving you that opportunity. I'm going to punt the football. I'm going to cough in you. And I'm going to hope we do tie. Or I get a turnover and we win. Yep. But I'm definitely not giving you a chance to win. And that's exactly what they did in this game. Um, this was unfortunate. This is a bad look for Indianapolis. Uh, and especially on a week where Andrew Luck looked fantastic. They should have got the win out of this. Yeah, it felt like a, a case of pride over logic here. Uh, Texans get their first win of the season. Uh, moving on, the Patriots get right against the Dolphins, 38-7. to uh, The week before, Justin Ullman uh, returns. Good to see uh, Tom Brady getting getting his stuff back, 274 with three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for Rob Gronkowski, he's still pretty uninvolved in the offense. Uh, it's been a rough start. However, um, getting Edelman back, I think, is going to do a lot of good. Also, Josh Gordon getting involved. It's going to get better for the Patriots as we go on from here. Um, just a quick update on our show bet. We're through the top of the six. John Lester still striking fools out, uh, getting out of jam. You know, we haven't talked Patriots this much uh, this season because mostly you haven't been here. But uh, Sonny Michelle becoming a part of this Patriots offense and a player coming out of college people are really excited about. Got to feel good about Sonny Michelle getting his footing in the NFL. Slowly but surely, they've gotten him in. They've gotten him healthy. And I think taking the time to do that has done well. Obviously, losing Rex Burkhead is not ideal. But James White has been performing above standard. Um, he's doing a great job. And Sonny Michelle is coming along very nicely. Um, I'm very, forward, very much looking forward to uh, seeing that guy progress. Uh, the Raiders and the Browns played a high-scoring game and score 45-42 to in overtime. Uh, Browns fans, though, very upset with how this ended and a call that some were not that happy about. What was the call? They overturned a 
the the Browns like spotted or challenged the spot of a ball. It should have been a first down. They got overturned. They resulted in Raiders points. And I think I'm I'm pretty sure I'm saying that incorrectly, but at the same time, I don't think I'm that far off. Um, I'm gonna look it up real fast, but my my general understanding is that the Browns will always find a way to lose a game. Like Absolutely. This. I mean, that's that's the Browns' mo. That's why they locked up all the beer in Cleveland. Uh, they they let the beer out too soon. They need to lock all the beer back up in Cleveland until they find a way to win consistently. Um, Oakland, on the other hand, I have no idea what team is going to show up week in and week out. The, I mean, good for John Gruden to go ahead and get a win, but I have no idea what this Oakland team is doing or who they are, uh, and they're in a bit of a mystery right now. So uh, Cleveland was in position to win the game with uh, under two minutes left. Um, yeah, they challenged the spot of or review the spot of a ball on a hide first down that was converted. Uh, turned down, it was not. They had to punt away and allowed the, the Raiders to uh, get in a place where they could score to force overtime. Uh, just the Browns browning. Classic. It's not very good. Uh, moving on, the Seahawks get a win over the Cardinals on the road, twenty to seventeen. But they lose one of their most valuable assets on defense, uh, Earl Thomas. Looking like he's probably out for the season. Yeah, shout out to Earl Thomas. Uh, fractured leg. We hope for a speedy recovery. Um, from reports I saw today. He should be 100% by free agency. Uh, so this will effectively be the end of Earl Thomas's Seattle career. Uh, and in fitting fashion, as Earl Thomas was carted off the field down the Arizona sideline, he uh, gave the old flippity bird to uh, the Seattle Seahawks sideline. Um, obviously, tensions have been very high with the organization and Earl Thomas uh, and the lack of contract extension. Um I wish him all the best. I think he's going to have a good recovery. Uh, I hope he has a speedy recovery, and I hope he goes and tears it up somewhere else next year on a fat contract. He deserves it. I mean, even through these injuries the last couple of years, like Earl Thomas is a top five safety in the league, period. Yeah, no arguing that. And I, I just, man, it's it's sad that because owners know these things can happen to players, they avoid paying them money that they're actually deserved. Like they, they work hard for. Um, so I hope Earl Thomas goes out and find that somewhere else. Uh, Seattle, your Legion of Boom is done. Uh, your run at the playoffs looks like it's done. I got a wild conspiracy theory that is totally without base. But what do you think the odds are that Earl Thomas is faking a leg fracture? So he doesn't have to play the rest of the season. So he doesn't eventually get hurt Did you right see before it? pre-agency. Did you see the play? Uh, no, I was too busy trying to find that lady getting hit with the eyeball to, to find this one. Dude, so he, uh, his leg, like, is he's like running and kind of falling. And so his leg goes into the Arizona receiver's, like, thigh area. And you see it, like, break. Like, mm. it's, it's a mid-leg fracture and break. It's pretty gross. Uh, fun fact, though, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, and Earl Thomas all have had season-ending injuries at that Arizona stadium. Coincidence? Who knows? Perhaps not. Um, 
Patrick Mahomes on Monday night is electric. Uh, they win 27-23 on the road in Denver. Um, Patrick Mahomes, welcome to the NFL. The real deal, I think it's safe to say. Absolutely. Uh, making a throw left-handed because he has to. Uh, the kid does everything. He is fantastic. But shout out to my boy Kareem Hunt. Uh, scoring that touchdown at the end of the game was enough points for you, Ballad, I know, to win your week, but also for me to win some money. Uh, Monday night games, always good for the soul. Absolutely. And on that note, uh, why don't we get into our favorite segment? Uh, we're talking NFL uh, roster rage and roster bait. Uh, I'll let you start first, Coach, since you were out last week. Well, tell you what, Ballad. I got uh, I got five teams that I'm a part of this year. It's the most I've ever had. But I'm going to stick with my Yahoo leagues because I'm absolutely dominating. Uh, back-to-back weeks, I have now had the highest score uh, of the last three weeks. I have been either first or second in scoring. So shout-out to the great Bean Dino. Uh, <laughs> the team is doing extraordinarily well however my roster bait is gonna go to my boy melvin gordon uh he has been a rock for me all year uh for through the first four weeks 28.6 30.6 16.4 and last week a season high so far 31.9 melvin gordon getting it done for the great bean dino uh it's just it's just it's just good for the soul man like, it's just so good to see uh, he's doing work. Now, I got some beef because my boy, Drew Brees, I know he's old. I know he's not always going to be perfect. Take it easy on Brees. He's an old man. But, I mean, damn it. He went off for 34 in week one. A decent 17.6 against Cleveland. It was a rough game for him, but whatever. I'll let it slide. And then he blows up for 41 against Atlanta. And then he plays the New York Giants and doesn't throw for a single touchdown. He lets Alvin Kamara get three rushing touchdowns, which only helps Chad destroy me this week. Uh, Drew Brees, 8.58 points. I got the win because the rest of my team's holding you up, but Drew Brees, I need more consistency. Uh, Didn't the Saints also bring in another quarterback, Taysom Hill? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 he didn't have any touchdowns, but yeah, that's insulting. That, that's got to hurt. Um, I mean, he finished the game, which is good, but disappointing. Disappointing, to say the least. Uh, I'm going to start with the roster rage. Uh, this one goes out to uh, Javaris Allen, Baltimore Ravens running back. Uh, Buck? As they call him, Buck Allen. Some would call him. That's what I'm not. I'm not calling him that. Nicknames are for people you're you're happy with, you know. Even even mean nicknames like Dale, uh, or whatever. I'm going to name Chad when he finally shows up. Uh, but but Allen, you know, he's been consistent for at least ten points. Uh, this week though, unable to find the end zone, and on ten attempts, the most, mind you, of his of the season so far, thirty yards. 5.7 points from a starting running back against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a defense that has not been impressive this year. Uh, 5.7 is not enough. 
to well, be on my team. It's hilarious because Baltimore loves Buck Allen on the goal line, but they give Alex Collins so much room to run any other time. And Alex Collins is the one that fumbles all the time. Oh my goodness. We just had an outfielder drop a catch because he doesn't know how to play baseball. Awesome. It's embarrassing. I know. He hates Buck Allen it. too. Yeah. Um, but got a bunch um, of buck offs right now. I've got a great roster bait, and you you alluded to it earlier. I went into let, let, let me set the stage for you. I went into a Monday night, down by call it like forty points. Forty about forty points. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was playing against Jared Goff. Okay. And going into the night, I had Emmanuel Sanders and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> and if you watch the game, the series before the last series, uh, Travis Kelsey vultures a touchdown. Piece that of sh- shit, dude. That should have been Kareem Hunt's. They throw a... We saw they took him off the field, too. Like, the yeah. timeout was called, and then they took him off the I know. field. Oh, I was so I upset. was sitting at home. I was like, here we go. So here's upset. Here's a Hunt touchdown. I go... Where the fuck is Hunt? Not on the field. Can't score if you're not on the field. That's 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 inside for you. Yeah. But next series, they take a drive down, and Kareem Hunt, after getting stuffed at the goal line, piles through for a touchdown. Twenty-seven point five fantasy points gets me a four-point margin of victory in the work league. Keeps me at two and two. Two and two is so much better than one and three. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, masturbating, or not masturbating, uh, rosturbating. Rosturbating. Uh, you call it what you want. But, uh, Can't do all those things in public. Rosturbating to my boy Hunt this week, uh, after this week. Appreciate it. Guy. So, quick show update. After uh, Colorado allows uh, their outfielder to not catch the ball. Two runners on. Colorado gets a double play and out of the inning. So, they hold on to that 1-0 lead. Uh, I will say, Ballad, I enjoyed Kareem Hunt getting me an extra payday this week. Um, and then today, I turned around and traded him away. Uh, wow. Big big move trade. Uh, so I have Melvin Gordon there, who's been fantastic for me. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been average to above average. I mean, nothing, nothing huge until last night. Sure. Uh, but I traded Kareem Hunt and Calvin Ridley and Jimmy Graham for... Saquon Barkley and Rob Gronkowski. So we'll see how that pays off. It's a big ball. You traded Gronkowski? I'm getting Barkley and Gronkowski, and I'm trading away Kareem Hunt, Calvin Ridley, and Jimmy Graham. I'm not going to lie. I don't love that. but I'm also getting Julian Edelman back from suspension, and so it kind of solidifies my team. Only time will tell. Hey, you got to do what's right for your team. No doubt about that. With as much as Chris Collinsworth talks about Saquon Barkley's thighs, I'm going to ride those bad boys into the championship. Hey, you wouldn't be the only person to ride his thighs. Um, <laughs> let's get into first impressions, sponsored by Strangeland Brew. <laughs> of course, beer for every and all occasions. Why do we keep doing that for first impressions? I don't know. It's not for the night yet. just feels right. <laughs> okay. Uh, coach, first off, Thursday night, the Colts are taking on your Patriots at Gillette. Patriots are deservedly a 10-point favorite. Uh, what's your first impression on Colts-Patriots? Uh, it's not enough points. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is looking doubtful and unlikely to play this game. The Colts are going to get fucked on. Uh, this is a 
20 plus point victory. This is a route in Gillette. I hate to be boring, but I agree with you. I mean, uh, Edelman back, Gronkowski needs production. It's going to be bad. Yeah, I think so. I uh, don't like Andrew Luck coming off a short week either with his injuries. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens are going to Cleveland, take on the Browns, where the Browns are a three-point dog. Uh, I am not a believer in the Browns. I think they're still the Browns. I'll take the Ravens here and lay the points on the road. Uh, I like I like the energy that the Browns get off this. If they lose by three, I still get the push. So I'll go ahead and take the Browns on this one. Okay. Uh, this one's taking place in Detroit. The Packers are taking on the Lions, uh, where the Packers are only a one-point favorite on the road. Some seems fishy. What's your first impression? Uh, well, you know what? It may be fishy to you, Ballad. But as we all know from our great podcast that we love, this one's going to be funky, funky, fresh. I got the pack going on the road and winning by three. Yeah, you think it's going to be funky, funky, fresh, but um, I think I'm going to take the Lions here in a match that is... I can't remember the other side of it. <laughs> you decide, Ballad. That's that's the trick of it all. <laughs> I'm taking the Lions here, plus one point. Um and I'll, it's going to be the opposite of Funky Funky Fresh, is all I can say. Hey, there you go. Uh, the next matchup is the Vikings uh, taking on the Eagles. The Eagles are a three-point favorite at home. Uh, I'm not impressed with the Eagles in this season so far, so uh, I'll take the Vikings in the points. Well, let me tell you something, Ballad. Uh, we all know Kirk Cousins is not the truth, and uh, the opposite of Funky Funky Fresh is Crunk. Of course. We're going with the Eagles on this one. You know, the second I gave you that 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 pick, I was like, "Damn it! I know this is the crunkest game that you could that you could see." It's too crunk, Ballard. You 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 just couldn't accept it. It's fine. Uh, the Cowboys on Sunday night are going to travel short road to Houston to take on the Texans. Where surprisingly oh. enough, the Texans are a three and a half point favorite. What's your first impression? The Texans are favored in this one. Yeah, unfucking believable. Uh, Houston, I don't think has applied any real pressure to quarterbacks this year. Even Dallas's depleted line is better than their front four or three, whatever the fuck they run. I don't know what their base is in Houston. Uh, I'm not taking Houston this one. Let's let's all go Dallas because Houston sucks. Yeah, I can't I can't take the Texans and I can't take them against Dallas. Three in the hook. Give me the Cowboys. Uh, last game of the night, uh, our Monday night game, the Redskins. Sorry, there are words. I'll drink for that. Are traveling to New Orleans, taking on the Saints. Where the Saints are a six-point favorite. Whew. It's a lot of points, but I'm just not a believer in the Redskins. Uh, Drew Brees in the Dome. How, how can you bet against that? Give me, uh, give me the Saints. I'll lay the points. How many points do we say? Six. Well, Almost that's, touchdown. That's cool because my boy Jordan Reed is going to get involved and give me a ton of fantasy points, and they're still going to lose. Give me the Saints. I like Drew Brees. He's going to bounce back. Oh, that's that's pretty crunk. Super crunk. Uh, that's first impressions. All right. Uh, so, rapid fire. Let's go ahead and get in the nightcap brought to you by the beautiful, delicious Strangeland Brewery. Officially. <laughs> a beer for any, every, and all occasions. Uh, we have UFC 229 coming up ballot this weekend. Uh, Conor McGregor, the headliner, he is going to be taking on Khabib. 
Nurmagomedov. Yeah, that's what it was. We got it. Uh, we let Coach take that one up for obvious reasons. Appreciate uh, that. But Khabib versus McGregor. Val, this looks like it's <clears> going to be a good a good card. I guess it's going to be a great fight. Uh, McGregor's actually the underdog in this, if you can believe it or not. And I think rightfully so. I think Khabib is a really, really good fighter. Uh, you know me. I uh, I always appreciate the wrestling aspect of all this. And Khabib, an accomplished wrestler from Russia. Uh, people have been talking about him wrestling bears, and I thought it was just kind of like a metaphor joke thing. I, I did a quick search. There are videos online of him as a child wrestling bears, like at the age of nine. Well, Ballad, uh, unlike America where we can hire sparring partners off of any street corner, uh, in Russia they don't have that option, so they find wildlife to uh, fulfill their every need. They're resourceful there in Russia. They, they are very much so. Um I re- I, th- I think Khabib's going to win. Uh, I think that Conor McGregor has been very quiet throughout this promotion. and he's is not, not very McGregor-like. Not very McGregor-like. And um, I'm not sure it's because he's focused. I think it's because he's scared. And I, 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 I think he's done. I think it's the first time you've seen Conor shut his mouth to train his body because he knows he's going to need every ounce of energy. Uh, just like in the Mayweather fight. Khabib is going to hassle him. Uh, Khabib looks a little bit longer than McGregor as well, which I think is going to cause problems for McGregor. His thing is about quick strikes, accuracy. If he gets into a wrestling match with Khabib, it's going to be bad news bears. Uh, Not that McGregor is unaccomplished on the ground or in grappling, but his thing is about striking. Uh, And Mm. I I think if he gets in too close with Khabib, it's going to be bad news bears. Uh, we will wait and see about this one, but it is going to be a fantastic fight on Saturday. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, that being said, I'm probably going to be watching college football, if we're all being honest here. I don't know if I'll catch the fight or not, but I'll catch the highlights, no doubt. Yeah, and I know how to read, and yeah. I can turn that into a picture. That's right. Um, that was the pro show. Yeah, that was the pro show. Val, uh, it was fantastic to do another Z show with you. Uh, Absolutely. Just a quick update before we get out of here. We're right around our hour mark. It is still one nothing. Rockies on top of the Cubs. Uh, we are in relief pitchers. It is all or nothing for the Cubs at this point. They're going to push for this win. Uh, but check out our amateur hour later this week to find out, did we hit our show bet? Uh, Ballad, it has been a pleasure to host this show with you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to host the podcast. Uh, Domingo the Flamingo, thanks for being here and on time. Lana the Hamster, wake your ass up. We got an amateur hour to do. I'm your boy, Coach, for Hank Hill and the rest of us here at the Sports Buzz. We're out of here. That's what I want, a damned hammer. Now, where in the hell would I go?